Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Jamie's Log, Progressive, The Harrington's Backyard, Day 27, 3.33 a.m. 3.33, all those threes mean something, or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's Backyard for 27 days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Monday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The Yankees broke bread with Brett Gardner and officially signed him on Friday night. What it means to welcome the lefty back to the lineup sometimes. Domingo Herman is still in the news, unfortunately, and there is no further update on his status, but we will talk about the weekend's events and the new revelations. Luis Severino talked about the team's rotation. He's relentlessly optimistic, and we hope to share his worldview, an awesome interview from Sevi. And we're going to briefly touch on how Trevor Bauer shenanigans escalated this weekend, and Yankee fans should be more thankful than ever that management did not stake their flag on this man's reputation. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question, and we will be more than happy to answer said mailbag questions. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the pod of which you are a co-host. Happy Monday. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, 
we got Guardy back. I, I know it feels like it was two weeks ago because that's how the news cycle works nowadays. But I'm loving the move. Uh, the James Madison Dukes football <laughs> football's back, baby. D1 AA yeah, football is here. Can you explain why? Why am I watching that now? They delayed the season uh, because of COVID. And I they didn't want to start in the middle of the winter. So now they're starting it, they did like December or January. So now they're starting at the tail end of the winter. Hopefully that this is going to take the last game of the season is like April 10th or something. So the weather will somewhat be warmer. I don't think they're doing playoffs. I, I, I don't, I haven't read that far into it because honestly, I don't care. This season's probably going to be a wash They're They're doing the dumb schedule where they're playing like a bunch of nonsense opponents who are close to them. And then there's a couple of back to backs against people. I believe it's dumb. I, I don't really like it, but Hey, you beat Moorhead state 52 to nothing. You really set the tone. So I'm here feeling good. And, uh, we got plenty of Yankees to discuss. We actually do. It's weird to have a lot of Yankees to discuss. Some of it very good, some of it very bad. But before we get into it, support for Yanks Go Yard is brought to you, as always, by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they hooked us up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. That includes the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawn Mower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. I now feel confident shaving my boys. All of the Yankees boys are in Florida for spring training. Now is the time to get comfortable in that general region in the South, not the South in terms of this great nation, but the South in terms of your body and where that hot hair resides uh, that Tampa sun and that moisture uh, can be a killer. So Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge, if they're doing their hot yoga, might want to invest in a little bit of Manscaped. The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver and Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and Moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? That is your balls. Fork balls, sinker balls, your balls, which, uh, which stink worse than a Jordan Montgomery hanging sinker in the fourth inning of the ALDS against Tampa. If you want Manscaped, get 20% off and free shipping with the code fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code fansided20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And Yankee fans are thanking their lucky stars that Brett Gardner is back. He officially signed a deal on Friday, the terms of which we are not entirely positive on yet. It appears he's going to be guaranteed about $4 million in this season, but there are more deferrals and confusing action, and he there's another option for next year. Uh, Justin Wilson's deal hasn't been announced yet for the same reason, because it feels like the two people are the, the two lefties, one on the mound and one of the plate, are, are splitting their finances, and it's almost like they locked themselves in a room and decided to split up $8 million between each other. But it's almost like we didn't know, you know, Pave Paradise put up a parking lot. You don't know what you got till it's gone. And when it seemed like Brett Gardner was actually going to be gone, it started to dawn on us that uh, this entire bench is Mike Talkman and Tyler Wade and, and maybe Jay Bruce and maybe Derek Dietrich. That, that kind of stinks. Uh, wait, Brett Gardner has the third most war of any outfielder in baseball since 2013. Wait, wait, no, no, no. We have no lefties. Wait, go. God, please come back. Uh, and then he came back at the perfect time. The money fits under the, you know, luxury tax, still four million or so worth of wiggle room when you get to that all-star break. And aren't you happy to have Brett Gardner back? That that just felt so celebratory. I am happy, I, I, but I'm also mad because it's like nobody's learned 
It's like you listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi. And say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Sit here, you live life every single day. You go through these seasons where there's constant injury troubles, there's constant controversy, there is uh, some sort of a an inability to get over the hump uh, during the postseason or to establish this rhythm due to the injuries or some inconsistent play. And then we have the balls of some fans on social media. Look, I know social media is a cesspool, but you know, that's what we're on every day. That's what we're seeing. And there are people complaining about the Yankees bringing back Brett Gardner. And they're complaining that it's too much money, which once again is none of your fucking business. And two, they're complaining about how this is going to affect Clint Frazier's development or his, or his status as the starting left fielder, which it's not. Aaron Boone said before and after before Gardner signed and after Gardner signed that Clint Frazier is a starting left fielder. He said he projects that Brett Gardner will play a lot. Why is he going to play a lot? He is not going to take any playing time away from Clint Frazier. Everybody, we already know that Frazier cemented his spot in the starting lineup uh, across last season and even down the stretch. I know Brett Gardner did play in a good amount of those playoff games, but uh he was very effective and he was a lefty bat, which the Yankees desperately needed in those series. So Frazier will be the starting left fielder. And I, I, I don't know where everybody's been living over the last four years, but Aaron judge has had consistent injury issues and will need ample days of rest. Aaron Hicks still said his elbow is not right after undergoing Tommy John surgery and also experiencing injuries throughout his Yankees tenure. So we need a backup center fielder and you think Greg Allen is a formidable option to do that. I'm not sure why people might think that I don't know, but not happy because they think Gardner's presence is going to disrupt Frazier. It is not. It's going to give us a formidable fourth outfielder who could play all three positions. And don't forget Frazier could play right field. So on days where judge needs a day off or God forbid, knock on wood, I hope it doesn't happen at all. And he plays 162 games. But if Aaron judge goes on the injured list again, you shift Clint over to right. You put Brett in left or you put Brett in center. You get Talkman in left. If Hicks is out, who knows? The possibilities are endless. Now there will be no stretch. There will be no, uh, there will be no stress. I'm sorry. There will be absolutely no uh, shortage of options that Aaron Boone can, can use and rotate with. So, I'm glad Gardy's back. I don't know why we still find ways to complain about everything. Uh, I know I'm certainly guilty of that at times, but this caps off the offseason perfectly, and it leaves us with with virtually no glaring hole, in my opinion. Yeah, you say you don't sign Brett Gardner, right? Well, that someone in the outfield is going to get hurt. I'm not. I'm not breaking news here. Uh, you don't sign him, and the first man off the bench is Mike Talkman. Mike Talkman's hitting 110 again, then the second man off the bench is, is nobody. It's either Jay Bruce or Derek Dietrich or Estevan Florial. Like, you, you remember how quickly we got to Florial in the 60-game season? It only took, like, a, a two and a half weeks, and they were, like, calling people up who, who were barely at the dregs of the 40-man roster. Also, you know, I, I don't want Brett Gardner starting from day one, and he's not going to. But why do you want to neuter Aaron Boone's flexibility from opening day by not re-signing Brett Gardner for cheap to round out the bench? And let's say in the middle of June, 
Clint Frazier's in an 0 for 28 slump and Brett Gardner is hitting 380 with seven homers over the last three weeks of action. He's going to get a couple of starts and it's going to be okay. It doesn't mean that Clint Frazier's no longer the starting left fielder. It means that sometimes the manager wants to play the hot hand in the middle of June. You're, you're not going to see Brett Gardner grab the reins for the rest of his career. He is just there to help. I, I want to caution people who... You know, the same people were furious at the Knicks Derrick Rose trade like three weeks ago. The Knicks, a, a borderline playoff contender this year, out of nowhere, have Emmanuel quickly playing well off the bench, should be a starter. I understand all that stuff. And they supplemented quickly with Derrick Rose. And every Knicks fan goes, if he steals minutes from quickly, I swear to God. And then cut to a week and a half later, quickly is like, Derrick Rose is my brother. They're playing alongside each other. They're the second unit. They're blowing teams out of the water. And that pairing is the reason that the Knicks are basically a 500 team at this point. If not for Julius Randle, they're like a three-win team. But if not for Rose and quickly, they're much worse than they are. So maybe give it a couple of weeks of live baseball action before you criticize Brett Gardner. Instead of celebrating in hopes that we can send him away with the second ring of his career because yes he does have an 09 ring uh that's an e- sort of an easily forgotten about thing i feel like a lot of us it's like when cc retired too we were all like let's get cc a ring and so he does already have one brett i feel like a lot of us feel like he's ringless he's got a ring but let's get him another one it's very nice that we have the opportunity to do that we do have to touch on uh the uncomfortable topic again yet again because this is unresolved it was unresolved on friday cut to monday a lot more has come out, and we still don't have a solid conclusion here regarding Domingo Herman and his place on the 2021 Yankees. We don't want to take too much of our time to talk about this because it is deeply unpleasant. Um, Zach Britton straight up came out and said, I, I would rather not have him as a teammate. He doesn't owe me an apology. He owes a lot of people in his life an apology. More details came out this weekend about the alleged incident that uh, caused the suspension and the hearing and, and Herman to be away from the team for the better part of a season and a half. Uh, it involved his domestic partner being, you know, locking herself in a closet and, and fellow Yankees personnel essentially saving her, taking her away from the public event where she was being menaced by Herman. I don't know his track record here. I don't know whether this was a first time incident or not, but all I know is that this is all horrifying. And what I also know is that like we have said many times, Herman is rotation depth at this point. He is not someone the Yankees can count on after a year and a half away from the game anyway. And this only gets more and more complicated as he lingers in the locker room, says he's going to make a statement, then doesn't make a statement uh, to the press, instead releases a statement. Our oldest Chapman pulled him aside to talk to him in private and didn't share their conversation. He left Chapman out to dry a little bit. Chapman did press availability and every question was about Herman. It's only been 72 hours of this, really. It was the weekend of just getting swept up in the roster conundrum of keeping him. He's still here, and yet every day a new thing, a new issue bubbles out. I don't understand it, and I know you don't either. No, I don't. Uh, Just so we have the full quote here, because I know this is a sensitive subject and we need the details just hammered out perfectly. It's from Lindsay Adler of The Athletic. She reported it this weekend. Um, According to multiple league sources, including a person with knowledge of the MLB investigation, her mom was intoxicated and became physically violent toward his girlfriend until she had hid in a locked room. The victim is said to have contacted the wife of another Yankees player, and the couple drove to her mom's house. Uh, late at night. The victim remained with the teammate's wife while the player attempted to calm down Herman, who was said to have been angry and belligerent. The incident was reported to MLB by a different member of the Yankee staff whom Herman's girlfriend had told about. The victim did not call law, law enforcement, so there is no police report from the night of the assault. Uh, this is new information. All we knew was that he allegedly had slapped her at CC Sabathia's uh, uh, gala event. But terrible look because this new bit of information dropped 
The same day her mom was scheduled to speak to the media, he canceled his media availability right after this, right after this happened. Um, and now we're looking at a situation that continues to boil over. Adler also today ran a piece that there is clearly a disconnect uh, in communication between the clubhouse and club leadership. Uh, she says, given the serious of, uh, seriousness of the allegations against Herman and nearly 18 months that have passed since he was part of the team, shouldn't the Yankees have had a sense of how his return would be received? Uh, this is what we've been saying for a while because there's been no apology from Herman. All we're talking about is that he's, you know, still with the team. He has to earn his spot back. There's been no development here. And this is a very serious issue, regardless if you know the details or not, if it's domestic violence or domestic abuse, whatever it is, uh, you don't really need to know the details to know that it's something that a player needs to speak up about and uh, be punished for and make amends for. So, uh, very complicated. I think the Yankees just need to release him beyond with it because they don't need this distraction as they're going toward uh, a, a, a very hopeful championship season. Uh, but we're still here. And now we have people making public comments and it is serving as, as a distraction early on in spring training, pretty much just taking over the distraction that the injury bug has brought forth for us for the past two, three years. So uh, I hope the Yankees make the right decision here or Herman speaks to the media and says something of substance because we've heard nothing. And here we are. It's really a bad look. And I think that's all we really have to say about it. Yeah. The Yankees were cynically banking on fans, accepting him back and forgetting about things in the same way they've seemingly forgotten about a role as Chapman. Uh, although I will say we haven't forgotten about Aroldis Chapman. Many of us feel deeply uncomfortable when he comes into closed games and not because he relies too much on his slider. Uh, not the time for for jokes. I, I apologize. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of us do not accept uh, his position on this team. Aroldis Chapman is not a welcome member of the fan base uh, for, for many of us. And so to think that, you know, the Yankees executives feel like they they feel like they pulled a fast one on Chapman. They got away with it once. Why not try to get away with it again? And uh, it, it's it's not up to the team to to burden this, you know, to bear this burden. Uh, it, it's it's up to the management and it's up to Herman himself. If he decides he needs to step away, he he, it, he probably should. But those in charge of building the roster can make the advanced decision to, to clear this problematic uh, portion of, of the team away. And if it requires uh, attaching someone like Miguel Andahar or Mike Talkman in trade in order to get assets in exchange for Herman, then go ahead and do that. But at this point, something you probably do know, Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round-the-clock protection. Something you probably don't know, a driveway basketball hoop, including the base, weighs around 400 pounds. Something you probably do know, there's a windstorm coming. Something you probably don't know, a basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive and get more than a great price. Get round-the-clock protection. Something you know for the things you don't know. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You know, I went from thinking this probably wasn't going to be a distraction because it had already been well-handled, and then when he showed up to camp this week, it was clear that nobody had the right message and the Yankees had no plan here. So instead of trying to pull the wool out from our eyes again, please handle this, get it done, and trust me, we will forgive you if you clear the problem now. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Luis Severino's unbridled optimism. And oh boy, Trevor Bauer. Somebody gave Trevor his uh, access to Twitter back. Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So a little bit of optimism for Yankee fans this week. Luis Severino did a little media tour, appeared on the Pinstripe Strong podcast. Awesome, by the way. Just an awesome collaboration. Great dudes. And uh, Sevy being very classy and, and showing out for his fans after, once again, we haven't seen much of Sevy since last February. It's good to see him on the mend. 
he feels supremely confident about this team. And this is the week for optimism. It's hard not to feel confident when, you know, you can read the names and you can read the 2020 stat lines and you can know how much time these players have missed over the last couple of years. Or you can just open your eyes to spring training and see Garrett Cole, Corey Kluver, Jameson Tyone all throwing heat and all sort of working out the kinks early in spring and go, damn, that's a hell of a top three. Luis Severino agrees with you. He thinks that the Yankees have the best rotation in baseball when he comes back, which is seeming like it will be early to midsummer. Thomas, do you share in this excitement? Uh, you, you watch the Severino clip. Do you feel confident that they really do have this ceiling that they could potentially match when he does return? I do. I love the ceiling. Uh, my only issue with all of this was that it's a ceiling and it's far from a guarantee, but the only way that we're going to get through this is with the continued optimism. Uh, Severino appeared on the pinstripe strong podcast via the John boy media uh, podcast network. Um, and he talked about a number of things. He was on there for a while. Uh, we, we got the encouraging, uh, uh, encouraging injury update um, on him uh, last week, I believe. Uh, he confirmed that he feels amazing and that it feels like he never even suffered an injury, which I mean, I like to hear. He uh, didn't given, feel like that at the end of 2019. I yeah, that 29, yeah, 2019, he only had a handful of starts due to a number of injuries. And then he was hit with the Tommy John news last February. Um, but he says he's going to be on the mound within the next two to three weeks. And, you know, do it that what you will. We don't know what the timeline is going to be. It depends how he looks. It depends how, you know, uh, the rotation starts out of the gate. Um, it depends how the Yankees want to use him. It depends what his velocity is looking like. Number of factors that we're not going to know until we have concrete information. But once again, we love the positivity. We love the outlook. Um, Severino also said that the Yankees will have the best rotation in baseball if when he returns and if everybody else in the unit can stay healthy. He talked about uh, Garrett Cole, obviously being the stabilizing force. Everybody knows what Corey Kluber's capable of. And he was like, if this guy can stay healthy, then, you know, that's, that's like having another ace. He talked about Jamison Tyone battling, you know, battling through all this adversity with injuries and obviously his uh, bout with cancer um, to still come back and still look as good as he does. And he even mentioned Luis Medina and Davey Garcia, which I thought was cool. He said Medina actually has better stuff than, than Sebi did at his age. Um, Yeah. And he said that he looked, he thought he looked tremendous in Puerto Rico this off season. And the only reason that he got, you know, banged up was because the Dominican lineup uh, in the uh, what was it? The Siri del Caribe was, was, was stacked. It had all major league players in it. So what are you going to do? And then he talked about how Davey is looking, you know, uh, uh, wise beyond his years. He looks like he's been in major league baseball for a number of seasons now, despite only having debuted. And I, did he make it to triple a Davey? I don't, did, did he have like a couple of triple a starts before Davey he had a couple of starts? Yeah. But that's, it was the second was, half of, of 19. That's yeah. It. it was barely anything. And then he comes on the scene and he performs well for the Yankees in tight spots. So uh, obviously we need to see more, but what we did see was pretty tremendous and encouraging. Um, there was one sad part, though. Uh, he did mention that, you know, Tanaka's departure was was hard for him. Him and Tanaka were good friends. They were among the closest teammates on the team. Um, and he was also boys with uh, Tanaka's translator, uh, Shingo. So uh, that's that's the only, I guess, negative to take away from this, because <laughs> you look at it at this point and I would just I, I've always wanted Tanaka back. But I mean, you just you just cut Herman and you put Tanaka in this rotation and then. 
we could start really talking World Series. But that's not the reality. Tanaka's back home for a year. Um, nonetheless, loved listening to Sevi. Uh, he was speaking in English, too, which I thought was very cool. Uh, he, he's he's uh, working on that. Uh, and he sounded great. He was very uh, responsive and detailed. So um, go go take a look. Pinstripe Strong Pod if, if you're interested. Yeah, don't dip into Mariner's president territory there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, the Sevi interview was amazing. Uh, and Luis Medina, I mean, you know, it, it, it's good hearing it from Severino, but it doesn't even take a, a trained eye at this point to look at that guy's stuff and go, oh my God, it's eye popping. Um, whether he's a reliever long term or he, he gets his walks under control. Um, but good, good God. I, I actually do think that guy's going to be a weapon at some point this year. The minor league season starts a little late. It's going to be, you know, a May arrival because they want to maximize the number of fans that can be in the stands of these minor league games. Um, but there, there's a lot to like at the Yankees minor league level. Some people who know more than I do say that while the uh, prospect ranking is sort of middling at this point, sometimes they're the 15th best system in baseball, sometimes 18 or 19 that if a bunch of people who could make leaps make the requisite leaps, they could be top 10 next year. So a lot of people led by Medina to keep an eye out for, uh, yeah, Sevi. everybody misses Tanaka. That's also just sort of the opening, yeah. the eye-opening thing. I mean, we all knew it, but Severino talking about it, Garrett Cole talking about it, uh, saying, you know, I hope he, if he feels like he needs to make one more statement in the bigs, I hope he makes it with us. But, you know, I, I wish him all the best. And, and just all that, it's, it's nice hearing it, you know, you like hearing people be kind to each other, but at the same time, you're like, hey, he could still be here. We, we could easily, there's a world where he's still here. Um, if this team is owned by the guy who owns the team that plays in Flushing Queens, I think Masahiro Tanaka probably is still here. Uh, but I digress. Seeing Jameson Tyone, Jameson Tyone gets the award, I think, last week for the cutest Yankee arrival at camp. He said his parents were checking in on him, wanted to make sure he was making friends. He just seems... <laughs> Pump to put on the pinstripe pants too. He said he had to take a picture in them because it's everybody's dream to be a Yankee. That's what you love to hear. I, I've gone on this rant before, but it always feels like the guys who always dreamed of being Red Sox are usually guys who are from the area and genuinely grew up, you know, sitting in the stands at Fenway and want to make the Red Sox great. It feels like too often the Yankees acquire guys who are like, I've always wanted to be a Yankee. And then what it really means is like, I've always wanted to make a ton of money. And the Yankees pay you a lot of money and you get to live in New York City and that's cool. So when you get someone like Jamison Tyone, who's like everybody growing up wanted to be a Yankee, what are you talking about? Of course, I can't wait to putting on the pinstripes is a dream. Like it doesn't ring hollow. It feels true. Uh, and I think everybody on earth is rooting for that guy's comeback. So let's hope that Sevy joins. It's a four horseman type situation in July. And then we get to see the kids fill out the five spot and JMO. Like I said earlier, Jordan Montgomery uh, could be a big year from him. A lot of underlying factors that, maybe didn't emerge in the stat line in a 60 game season, but dude was nails in game four. I don't know why I threw shade at him in the manscaped ad earlier. Uh, sometimes he throws hanging cutters. I'm, I'm sorry, Jordan, but that guy's got, got gumption moxie and underlying statistics. So I'm excited to see him this year before we go quick tribute, uh, RIP to Trevor Bauer's Twitter account, which I'm sure will be deactivated within the next couple of weeks. He will build a new one. At least his burners are getting shuttered this weekend. He, uh, in case you're forgetting the timeline, it was about a week and a half ago. Let me take you back to the days of yore when Trevor Bauer was introduced with the Los Angeles Dodgers and briefly addressed the allegations that he had incited Twitter mobs to attack women on Twitter, that he himself had gone after uh, young women on Twitter. He specifically went after uh, some girl who didn't tweet at him and just said she didn't like Trevor Bauer. He then uh, tweeted at her every day and, and bothered her when she stopped talking and started finding photos of her underage drinking. I and mean, there's years of nonsense from Trevor Bauer online. 
But at the Dodgers press conference, he said he was a changed man. He's been getting better every day. He, he's, he's the new him, and he'll address these allegations as they arise and blah, 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 and all that good stuff. Since then, Trevor Bauer has been triggered by every single person who has sent a tweet regarding Trevor Bauer. He, he has responded to every human being on the app, Twitter.com, uh, he responded to a Dodgers fan who called out his conservative immigration policies and said, you can't judge me. I think we can. You're extremely public and you mention your beliefs, even unprompted. Noah Syndergaard posted a hilarious tweet laughing at Bauer, who, as you recall, swerved the Mets, released some LFGM promo codes from his website and some Mets signed merchandise and some Bauer shirts, only to sign with the Dodgers a couple hours later and then say, I'm so sorry, it was an accidental troll. I'll donate to Mets charities. Syndergaard uncorked a hilarious joke. Bauer said, mm, you hate me, man. Hmm, let's talk this man to man. Hey, man. And by the way, don't respond to your fans like this, bro. And pulled up some screenshots of Noah Syndergaard trolling people. Very cool fight from Trevor, a great guy. And then Marcus Stroman uh, liked some anti-Bauer stuff yesterday and just put out a little thinking face emoji in the mentions uh, related to Bauer's uh, alleged immigration beliefs, etc. And uh, Trevor Bauer called out Stroman, said, you clearly dislike me. Let's settle this man-to-man and also called him homie. I will let you all judge whether the motivations of that were genuine and accidental. Thomas, the Yankees dodged the largest bullet possible. Almost the bullet so large that it was, in fact, easy to dodge because it must have been coming at a low velocity to the point where you could just look at the bullet coming and go, that huge bullet, we should get out of the way of that gigantic bullet. I'm, I am still, to this day, surprised the Dodgers did this deal because the Dodgers aren't like, they don't attract that sort of attention. I understand that this move kind of makes them uh, even more of a juggernaut uh, based on what they believe. I, I, I don't think Trevor Bauer is is a worth that money or be, you know, profiles as a, an ace at all. He's had really one and one third good seasons, but um, right after, like you said, we're talking at the press conference. He uh, not only does he uh, dance around the questions about the harassment allegations, he uh, then straight up says, this is not the right forum for me to elaborate upon this and then continues to reject questions regarding even it. Though it was, I mean, even though it was, even though it was, it was the actual, forum. it was the actual forum to address that because <laughs> you're signing with a new team. You're making a record setting amount of money, highest AAV in the league for uh, definitely 2021, likely 2022. Um, and now he gets into three Twitter fights, one with Noah Syndergaard, one with Marcus Stroman. And then he's, he's wasting his time arguing with people who are calling him racist and anti-immigration and uh, and misogynistic and just bringing the negative attention to himself. It's like there are always going to be claims about people on social media, whether they're right, whether they're wrong, whether, you know, it's just a group of people who are trying to incite some sort of argument. And once again, regardless of the topic of discussion, Trevor Bauer has to insert himself into these arguments. And let's not forget right now, I know Noah Syndergaard and Marcus Stroman went out of their way to do the same, but Trevor Bauer is at, they're all at spring training right now. There is no reason for you to be, uh, on the Twitter app at spring training, just engaging in all of these types of arguments. And you know what this does? Because Trevor Bauer had never survived in New York. And that's why we never supported the signing because it never really made any sense. And you knew he was gunning for that high AAV, which just wouldn't have, it, it just wouldn't. Brian Cashman was not going to do that to disrupt any sort of status quo atop the rotation with Cole and they have a checkered pass. So it's just not even worth it. But the second Trevor Bauer starts, you know, reverting back to second half 2019 form and 
all the LA media is doing is, oh, Trevor Bauer rocked for five earned in, in four innings and is on Twitter calling out fans for saying that he sucks. That's what the headlines are going to be. And uh, you can come back, you can pull out the receipts here, you come back to us later in the year. That is what it is going to be if, the, if he doesn't perform up to expectations. And just imagine what it would have been in New York. Because New York, you're held to an entirely different standard. I hear we've we've been ingratiated to Dodgers Twitter uh, this offseason and kind of know that they're they're they they have a similar bunch of schmucks in there as well. But um, Yankees fans hold everybody accountable. Doesn't matter who you are, you will get booed. And if Trevor Bauer has that high of a salary, is not delivering hypothetically in the Bronx, and then has all these clown moments on social media, especially especially when the topic of conversation, whether it's whether it's no matter what it is, if it has to deal with minorities or women, both of which are a very big part of the Yankees fan base, that's just never going to sit over well. So thank God Brian Cashman did not do this. I knew he wasn't going to do it, but there was a sect of Yankee fans who wanted it to happen. It's not happening. It is the Dodgers problem. Now. I actually think that this is more of a risk for the Dodgers than it is a sure thing because you're going to look at this and he is going to cause a distraction in some sense and kind of take away from their, their championship moxie. That's my opinion. So if it gets to the world series and it's us versus the Dodgers, um, I just hope we bludgeon this guy into oblivion, whatever game he's on the mound, because it's, he's just the worst. Bauer just uh, he is a self-proclaimed troll that's like his favorite thing to do and when you call him out for his jokes and his inappropriate comments it's like it's just a troll it's I'm just trolling and then cut to Noah Syndergaard funny joke funny joke in the wake of Trevor Bauer you know objectively leading Mets fans on whether he intentionally trolled them by publishing those websites early or whether it was an accident it was a public event that is mockable. And you, as soon as Trevor Bauer gets trolled himself by a funny joke, he's in the mentions. A minute later. Going, oh, man, you've got all these screenshots, you hypocrite. You hate your fans, you hypocrite. Okay, Trevor, Trevor, have you, you, you are a huge fan of dishing it out. Have you ever heard of taking... Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play-calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. It because this is taking it. You have to take it now. Uh, Bauer likes to say people hate him, and Bauer's fans also like to say people hate him because he's conservative. Well, the modern conservative movement is just posting all the time on Twitter, being on Twitter constantly, and constantly acting like the victim, no matter whether you were the one who instigated the situation or not. So in that, that is why I hate Trevor Bauer. And if that's conservatism, then I guess, yeah, I do hate Trevor Bauer for his conservatism. But I mostly hate him because he is going to act like the aggrieved victim, whether or not he instigated the entire situation. Uh, control people till the cows come home and then one innocent joke gets popped off elsewhere and all of a sudden it's defcon man your battle stations going to twitter war mode with everybody uh trevor bowers and it's february <laughs> folks it's february. february there's nothing happening in organized sports trevor bowers is just triggered by he just sits there and reads his mentions all day while doing bicep curls and long toss i don't know what he does but there's no there's no live game action so wait till may at least and we'll see where trevor's at that is it 
for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. Please subscribe to us for more good stuff, and we will keep you updated on Trevor Bauer's day-to-day actions. I'm sure at one point he's going to find us. I don't know when it is. I, yeah, exactly. I cannot guarantee, but we mentioned him often enough that he, the bat signal is just going to go off inside Trevor Bauer's mind. He's getting ready to call me a hypocrite. He He's going to screenshot a couple of my tweets where I said the Yankees suck when I was 20 years old in, in 2010 because uh, they couldn't get hit with runners in scoring position. He's going to be like, some fan, oh, wow. And this fan base wants to lecture me on decorum. Okay, Trevor. <laughs> the most annoying man on earth. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter, Trevor, at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. In the meantime, you can also hit us up on the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS and head on over to YanksGoYard.com. We got plenty of content coming out today, tomorrow, the rest of the week until opening day and then after opening day and then probably until the trade deadline. And then after that, we get to the playoffs. So enjoy it, everyone. We'll talk to you next on Wednesday. Yep, we'll be here. See ya. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage for Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.